it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello and welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Wilson and I am joined, as always, on the other line by Anthony Chang, our Heat beat writer here at the Herald. Anthony, what's up? What's up, David? I miss these late night sessions. It's I know. Been a while. It's 12, 16 a.m. Uh, on the East Coast. Uh, you were obviously at FTX Arena for Miami's uh, final preseason game tonight. I'm up in New York. Um, getting ready for Panthers season to kick off uh, on Thursday on Long Island. So, um, you know, I didn't get to watch a whole lot of tonight's game, obviously <laughs> not on TV here uh, on Long Island. It might surprise you. Um, you you follow along on Twitter, though, right? You followed follow along on Twitter, watch the highlights, clips, read your takeaways. Um, and uh, we're, we're going to mostly talk about this final preseason game because we're going to do our preseason takeaways tonight. Um, but obviously a lot of that comes down to this game. Um, Anthony, before we dive into specifics, um, what were your just big picture takeaways from this heat preseason? It seems like, um, and again, you, I, I, I didn't get to watch every game because of travel and stuff like that, but, uh, seems like a pretty successful preseason for the heat. Um, I, you know, I kind of feel like a lot of the questions we had about them, I, how much can you answer in one preseason game? Right. Not that much, but I mean, they definitely like did as much as they could. I feel like in in the limited uh, ability they had to do it in this preseason. Yeah, it went about as well as they could have imagined, right? Yeah. A no big injuries, no major injuries. Yeah, obviously that's number one. Yeah, and Omar Yurtseven missed. Omar Yurtseven, Udonis Haslam, Marcus Garrett missed tonight's game. We'll get to more Marcus Garrett news later in the podcast. Haslam's Achilles. Not not considered serious. Year seven, ankle soreness, not considered ser- serious. So the fact that the Heat escaped preseason pretty much injury-free, as far as like the main roster guys, that's great news for them. Number two, the biggest takeaway, I think, to me, was what we saw in the preseason finale, which is like the only game that Heat handled mm-hmm. as their dress rehearsal. The first four games, you know, different guys are in and out of the lineup. Uh, in the finale on, on Tuesday night or on Wednesday night, most of the re- pretty much all the regulars played. And the starting lineup is what we thought. Yep. Uh, Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, Caleb Martin at the four, Raymond about the five, and it looked really good. I think based on my unofficial uh, statistics, they were a plus 12 and 20 minutes together, which is very good. Um, Tyler Hero, questions about him playing off the ball and how that, you know, how that would impact his game. He's going to have a lot of open spot-up threes, which I think is good news for the Heat. Um, he was a really good spot-up shooter last year. Caleb Martin brings something a little different to the four spot, his athleticism and quickness, um, and he looked good as well. Um, and just overall, I think the team looked really good. I mean, aside from that, I would say Nikola Jovic yeah. exceeded all of our expectations uh, this preseason. And then, obviously, Jamal Kane getting that two-way contract a few days ago. He's really had a strong preseason as well. So kind of briefly, the quick rundown, those are our biggest takeaways uh, 
the last two weeks. Yeah, uh, let's just dive right into specifics then, because yeah. what you mentioned with Tyler Hero and uh, this, I think a lot of people's big takeaway is going to be that Bam looked awesome. And that, that too, I missed that, but yes, that, that is true. We'll, right. get, we'll get to that in a second, but to me, the biggest takeaway from what Tyler did tonight playing with the starters uh, when he did all preseason, I think he shot 58% from three in the preseason. Like, that's the key stat for me. Because I know you can talk all about Tyler Hero's potential. Like, could he be a, a Devin Booker type player who makes tough mid-range jumpers, um, who gets to the rim and finishes? And that stuff is all great, especially. It's especially great when he's in that six-man role. But the easiest way for Tyler Hero to get better was just to become a lock, knockdown three-point shooter. Um, it was, you know, obviously I think when the Heat drafted him, you know, because he's a white guy from Wisconsin, a lot of people thought this guy was going to be a sharpshooter. And in the NBA, he just kind of frankly has not been that. He was not even I think he shot 33% from three in his one year at Kentucky. So it's not, it wasn't even exactly his um, resume when he came out of college. Um I would say in the NBA, he was a good big shot maker, but not just like you said, a catch and shoot type guy. Uh, tonight, the, those shots he's taken, that step back he hit in the corner, um, obviously, like you said, just making open catch and shoot threes. That's the best way for Tyler Hero to be worth the contract that he gave him on a short term basis. Obviously, the reason they give him a contract like that is because in four years, when Jimmy Butler is gone, they envision this being Bam and Tyler's show. Um, but short term, the best way for when he is still clearly, you know, the third best player on this team at best. You know, we'll see what Kyle Lowry ends up being this year. Um, the best way for him to provide value to this team is just to be a, a knockdown three point shooter. Yeah, I agree. And and that's something he's been good at, honestly, though, like his three point percentage really hasn't, I guess, met expectations over his entire career but last year as a spot-up shooter he was a four is at 42.2 percent on right. three-point range that's one of the best in the nba i'm trying to look it up now i think the last time i looked that was 93rd percentile last mm-hmm. year um so he's gonna get more of them this year with the role he's playing next to jimmy bam and kyle and even caleb with his caleb's playmaking ability um he's gonna get a few more and we saw that tonight he was five of seven from three most of those are spot-up looks, um, and he's really, really good at those. Um, so I would expect his three-point percentage to go up just for that reason. He's getting more open looks and probably clear looks uh, of the this, of this spot-up uh, variety. Um, so, yes, he'll have to change his game. He won't have the ball in his hands as much. But if he can hit those catch-and-shoot threes, which he's done in the past, it might even be better for him offensively. And it'll probably take some of the pressure off him too, where he doesn't have to create and, you know, maybe some inefficient shots that he had to do in the past because he was uh, running things. So, you know, it it looked good tonight. Obviously, like you said, there's a long way to go. It's one game. Um, But we kind of saw how it it could work uh, with Hero in that group. Yeah, uh, he's going to be a more efficient scorer almost yeah. certainly this year than he was last year, even if he's not as impressive a scorer. Sure. And the thing that can make him great is the ability to be that impressive uh, isolation one-on-one score when the Heat need it, but also to slide into a complementary role. And, um, you know, because Jim, Tyler Hero is not one of the 20 best players in the league or anything like that, like, that's what you have to do to, to be, 
you know, he's a role player for, for all intents and purposes right now. And the best role players, you know, a lot of times you see it with like good young role players who can eventually blossom into stars um, is they uh, are can, can kind of slide between yeah. both, right? They can yeah. be the, the primary guy when, when they run the bench unit, but they can also be, you know, I think of like, honestly, like CJ McCollum, who, who he played against tonight, I think is a pretty decent example of that. A guy who was always good playing with Damian Lillard, but also when Damian Lillard was on the bench in, in Portland, he could be the guy. Uh, you know, I think of like Fred Van Vliet, basically, right? The year the Raptors won the the title, um, was, I think it was the, was the clinching game where he hit all those threes and kind of went crazy in that, a catch and shoot type role. And then a year or two later, he's the guy there for them when, when Kawhi is gone. Um, so uh, I think if, if Tyler can fill that role this year, um, then, I mean, this offense, this, the starting lineup obviously has, has a chance to be really good. And, um, you know, a lot like I was obviously made of how do they replace PJ Tucker? I, I think, I mean, it was the story of the offense last season, right? It was all about the three-point percentage. What was yeah. the – I don't remember what the numbers were, but when they shot over – was it 40%? 40%, the number? yeah. It was yeah. like if they shot over that, they basically – They were like unbeatable. Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, they're going to be worse defensively, so you probably need to shoot a little better than that. Uh, but if you have Tyler Hero in a role where he's going to shoot a more efficient percentage – um, Duncan Robinson, who I think is another major bright spot of this preseason, right? Looks like he's going to be in the rotation, right on the edge of the rotation. Yeah. Um, you know, Caleb, obviously PJ Tucker was a very efficient three point shooter last year, but not a high volume three point shooter. Like you're, you're, this team is just going to shoot better probably just because of the guys who are going to be on the floor. And we know how good this team can be when it makes threes. Yeah. I think, like you said, I think this, this starting lineup has more firepower. I think offensively it's going to be better. It should be better. Um, you have a lot of different weapons who are versatile. You know, Tyler Hero filling in for Max Schrute slash Duncan Robinson in that 2-3 spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's obviously a better offensive player than them. Is he a better sh- three-point shooter? I don't know. I mean, catch and shoot, he might, he might be yeah. right there we with not We haven't gotten to see him do it. We haven't, we haven't seen him really in that And it seems like he's role. embracing it too, right? That That's another part well, of it. It's like, he wants to be a starter, so whatever I, that takes. Right, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. Like Duncan and Max Schroes know their job, right? They're right. standing on the wing. They're shooting threes. Uh, maybe they're putting the ball on the deck once and mo- keeping it moving, right? Tyler Hero, um, you know, if Tyler Hero wanted to be J.J. Redick, he'd probably be something pretty close to J.J. Redick, but he wants to be Devin Booker yeah. historically, right? He's, right, and he has that skill set. He has a skill set. He to does, do it. but it also seems, like you said, he wants to be in the starting lineup um, and <laughs> whatever it takes, and, and what it's <laughs> going to take is to do that. And, you know, tonight looks like he did, He was embracing that. Yeah, and it's like he said, though. Like, if you attack him on a closeout, he said it today after the game, like, he can attack the closeout, obviously, right. very well, and he's hard to guard in those situations. So, it, all the like most of these guys are really versatile. Even Kyle Lowry, he doesn't need the ball in his hands to make an impact, right? Tyler Hero, we've seen tonight, he doesn't need the ball in his hands all the time to make an impact. Jimmy Butler, he can play off the ball, he can play in the post. Bam on a bio, we've seen his versatility. And then Caleb Martin offers something totally different to the starting lineup than PJ Tucker. He's not going to replicate PJ Tucker's screening, his you know be, being able to guard up as well as PJ did. Probably PJ's rebounding. Just everything he did off the ball. But Caleb Martin offers something a lot different. He's quicker. His speed makes the, the, the Heat defense more dynamic. His athleticism. 
his ability to playmake. There were a few times tonight where he blew past his defender off the dribble and created for others. P.J. Tucker was not able to do that. Um, Caleb, Caleb can still hit threes. Caleb can play above the rim. So it's just a different – although Jimmy, Bam, and Kyle are still the core of the lineup, mm-hmm. there's a different feel. And I think it unlocks some things for that trio with Hero and Caleb in there because they bring something different to that lineup. Yeah, not a whole lot of starting lineups in the NBA, I would guess, where the point guard is the slowest guy in the lineup, but that yeah. might be the case for the Heat. And obviously, it because Kyle Lowry is so good at those outlet passes, he kind of doesn't need to be John Wall. You know, he doesn't need to be John Wall getting the ball and racing right. down the court with everyone trying to keep up with him. He can be the guy who gets the ball and then is throwing it out to one of those guys. Like, this, this team's going to be able to score in transition, kind of. Better, I think, than they did last year. Obviously, they did really well at the beginning of last year um, just because the athleticism out there. And, yeah, like you said, it's just, you know, P.J. Tucker, I think an underrated playmaker, good out of, like, the high post. But, yeah, like you said, he's not a guy who's going to pump fake on a three and, like, all of a sudden drive to the rim and, like, yeah, like you're, you're not going to get that. Dunk Warriors, over somebody. That, <laughs> but you're not going to get that, like, Warriors blender thing, right, where everyone's driving and kicking and driving and kicking and driving yeah. and kicking. Um, this could be that. I mean, it could be that could, a little bit. This yeah. I mean, I, you don't want to compare anyone to them, but no, like, but I'm saying they have the five, like they have a pretty unique starting lineup in that way. But like Tyler Hero would fit, per, you know, like he would have fit perfectly with like what the Warriors do, right? When you think about a guy who's going to draw a defender out and then, you know, like it's kind of Clay Thompson-ish, right? Where it's like, yeah, he's going to shoot threes most of the time, but also if the closeout comes, he can make a move and he's probably more fluid off the dribble guy than clay thompson is but uh you know similar to the way clay will do that and take that pull up too uh tyler has his counters off of that too in a way that obviously like you said Struz and, and duncan don't yeah and i think it's worth noting that last season this lineup only played 17 minutes together in the regular season and they were all scored by 15 points um, they didn't play together at all in the playoffs so i'd be curious like when those minutes happen i mean obviously probably like, over like I think I was actually think I, I saw it. It was like over like 15 games. They're so probably like one or two minutes each. Time. Yeah. Like, so Same. limited. So this is really the first extended stretch we've seen them together. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's one game against the Pelicans team that was missing a couple starters, I believe. Um, but they look good. And you saw like the vision of how it could all work together if it did come together in that way uh, this year. I, I guess my question to you, David, real quick is. The fact this five, does it create concern of the playmaker off, coming off the bench? Well, I, we've t- we talked about Victor Oladipo as that potential yeah. guy, right? We haven't, you know, he didn't play a ton in this preseason, right? Like, patience, right, was the, the, the story you wrote the other day. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe it's him. I mean, so it was interesting, I guess, the sixth, like the the sixth you wrote about Jovic kind of being the sixth man at one point with this group um and Mark I mean the wisdom would dictate that Caleb Martin's going to be the first guy off the court right just because you know that's kind of how it works yeah. but I mean they're gonna have to stagger these guys minutes a little bit right like they're, yeah. they're gonna give Tyler Hero 10 minutes a game where he's running the, the show guy. um right, right. Totally. They're, yeah. they're gonna have to space it they're gonna give Jimmy lineup run where he's out there with some shooters um, and just kind of like make stuff happen uh, by muscling your way to the rim. Um, I think if Victor Oladipo is what we think he can be, it answers that question. I think pretty clearly, if not, yeah, they're going to have to probably get a little creative with rotations. Cause you look at that bench unit, 
um, yeah, there's there's not uh, unless unless Gabe Vin- unless you feel like Gabe Vincent can just like orchestrate an offense basically, then yeah, there's not a guy who uh, you know the the best player off the bench is probably on paper Max Schrus and like we just obviously have not seen um, right. him as a creator at all. Like yeah. you probably yeah. count on like yeah. uh, two hands like the number of unassisted buckets he he has. Yeah, no, I, I agree. They're going to have to stagger the starters. Tonight was weird because they kind of, since it was like a quote-unquote preseason dress rehearsal, they kind of subbed out like starters, bench unit. Right. Like you're not yeah. going to see that that much in the regular season. But, I mean, there are a few guys who have the potential to play that role off the bench. Like Gabe Vincent is one, right? Yes. Where he's more of a natural point guard, but he could be a combo guard. Um, Victor Oladipo, if he can get back to form, right, to play mm-hmm. that role, um, we'll see. Um, and then, yeah, I think the rest is going to be, you know, maybe lineups with Max and Duncan together is a way you kind of create space on offense. Yeah. Maybe that's like an unconventional be, I mean, way of creative. Yeah. Right. And that's Eric's bullshit is creative. Like, I don't know. Could you play again? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking staggering, yeah. again, I guess, but like bam with those two, like, is that, right. and then like put two defenders out there with them or something like, like, or two others, like two. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Try to score a little bit, um, maybe. Yeah. Like they're they're gonna have to get creative, I think, a little bit. Yeah, and I think that transitions well. Nikola Jovic, who's a playmaker, that right? Will, okay, so is that will is come that off the bench? The <laughs> right, is that the answer? I, I just still don't think right away he's gonna be yeah. in the rotation. He's 19. He's really raw still. But I will say, entering training camp, I said this is probably gonna be a total developmental year for him, where he gets works on his body, maybe gets reps in the G League. But from what I saw in the preseason, like, I would not be surprised if at some point this year, at least for a certain one stretch, maybe because of injuries or, or whatnot, or maybe just because he's come along that fast, mm-hmm. he might be in the rotation. He has, yeah. He's very skilled, really good passer, looks a lot better than he did in summer league, hit his threes this preseason. Um, by all accounts, you talk to everybody on the team, very smart, fast learner, doesn't make the same mistake twice. And those are all good signs for a kid who's 19 and who has the physical gifts, right? I mean, he's almost seven feet tall and he could, you know, he's a modern day kind of passing three-point shooting big. So really encouraging. And if he does like kind of, you know, fulfill his potential in a, in a year or two, he could be the perfect Franco partner with Bam. Yeah. Um, getting ahead of ourselves, but really like his skill set fits perfectly. Yeah. I mean, realistic, like, 
is he going to be an important guy if they get to the Eastern Conference Finals? Like, probably not, right? Probably not. But like, yeah. But, I mean, you think of, like, again, not to just keep going back to the Warriors, but they're the defending champions and I think are a good example of to, the way to handle rookies um, on a team that's in contention. Like, no, Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga weren't important parts of the NBA Finals, but they were important parts of the Warriors season. And I, I think yeah. that's probably the way to think of what Jovic can be for this team. Is he going to be on the court in the fourth quarter of the Eastern Conference Finals against the probably Sixers not, or no. whatever? No. But uh, could we have a two-week stretch in March where there's a bunch of injuries and he's averaging like 10, 8, and 6 across a two-week stretch off the bench and kind of filling in that six-man role? Maybe, um, or or could he just you know be by the end of the year be the backup power forward uh, in a ten or eleven man rotation um, and and give you fourteen minutes a night? Uh, yeah, that that stuff all matters, and um, even if it doesn't, even when the rotation you know when the rotations get tight, he might not be there. Uh, does based on what we saw, it would not be a surprise if he's playing a role. Still, be surprised, like you said, yeah. if he's a core component of what this team is going to do uh, on its title quest. But yeah, it, I mean, again, another guy who just, I think massively exceeded expectations and kind of went as well as it could have gone for the heat. In the yeah. Pre-season. And then, and like we've said, he's skilled offensively. He showed some promise defensively. He has length, but defense is going to be the biggest issue that keeps him up. Right. Forward, right. Like it's not sustainable to be playing him right now against starting caliber or even rotation caliber NBA players. It's going to take some time. So I think that's the biggest reason why maybe he doesn't have a consistent role this year. But I do think, like you said, there will be a stretch where they need him for some reason. And he has shown a lot of potential where, you know, he could be a great pick at that spot at number 27. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like they might they might have hit that. So, well, you know, it was, it was a good sign for them, for the Heat. Do you still think there's a chance he uh, spent some time in the G League this year? Or do you think he has showed enough I, and benefited enough from being yeah. on the NBA team? Obviously, I just you never know what could happen, you know, over the next six months. But I would say there's less of a chance now than there was two weeks yeah. ago. But I wouldn't be like shocked if at some point they send him for a week, right? Because they see he hasn't played in three weeks. He's 19, and he needs to get reps. And they just send him there for a week. They did that with with Josh Richardson. Yeah. They did that with Casey Okpala. They've done that before. So. I would not be shot. I don't think it's going to be for a long period of time, but I could see like a week or two over there. Just to yeah. get a few games Try to get kind so. of the best. Because obviously guys benefit from the practice. Yeah. NBA practice probably more than they do from G right. League practice. But, but, but as you know, there's not that, there aren't many practice opportunities. That's true too. You know, there's a lot of off days. So, you know, there, there might be a week where they feel like it's best to have him there. Maybe they're not going to practice. He's not going to play. Everyone's healthy. And they send him over. So I, I don't... I would say there's less of a chance now, like I said, than two weeks ago, but I wouldn't rule it out completely. Uh, before we finish up, I want to talk about Bam uh, because he was another, I think, big story of the preseason for the Heat. Um, 25 points in 25 minutes tonight, uh, 64 points in 74 minutes in the preseason. Everyone wants it to be more aggressive. Again, it's just the preseason, but it seems like we saw that today and obviously he's been he's talked about it for the last couple of years so it's you know he knows it's what he's supposed to be I guess trying to transform into 
Um, what, what did you think of his performance in this preseason and particularly tonight uh, getting that chance with the starting lineup? Yeah, I think he was he fulfilled his word and more, right? Like, you know, right. we've heard the talk about be more aggressive, I want to be more aggressive, and it just hasn't really happened. I mean, he's he's up to shot attempts every year, but like there's always been like uh, uh, a push for just more and more. Like right. he hasn't really satisfied that request yet from the outside at least. This preseason, I'm looking at the per thirty six numbers, he's averaging thirty one points on nineteen point four shot attempts a game. 12.1 free throws for 36 minutes. I'm not saying he's going to do that in the regular season, but those per 36 numbers are, I mean, that's all NBA, right? If he's averaging 31 points for 36 minutes on 19 shot attempts and 12 free throws, like, you can't ask for anything more from him offensively. He's going to do what he does on defense. He's arguably the best defender in the NBA. But the aggressiveness and the assertiveness that you saw was really the most impressive thing. And it wasn't in the way that maybe we would have thought, right? He's not taking that many threes, though. Yeah. I think he took, like, maybe no more than a handful of threes in the, in the preseason. But he's getting to the line a lot more. 12.1 free throws per 36 minutes? Yeah. That's And he's always huge. been a very good th- free throw shooter. And he's a, he's a you know, 75% around there. Rating One of the best free throw th- shooting centers in the league. Yeah. So, all good signs for Bam. Now, the question is, can he sustain that over a long period of time? And that's what we're going to find out in the next month or two if he could continue doing that and playing that role um but so far you you know you can't help but just be excited for kind of how his offensive game is trending at this point it's it's such a weird thing to talk about because it is like a we're getting into psychology of guys in some ways um but like what about what we saw in the preseason I don't know. Like just like taking the optimist view. What? Why is this different? What? Like what? What did you see in the preseason that makes? If you, I don't know if this is your thought, but that mm-hmm. he's going to sustain something close to this in the regular season. Just in terms think, of the aggression, right? Not not, yeah. not saying he's going to be the best center in the league, right? right? But I don't. I don't think we've seen him be this assertive even in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, I just I only we've. Seen, it's only been it's only three games, but just from what I saw, like I haven't seen this level of assertiveness from Bam. I don't know ever unless there were like a ton of guys hurt. Right. Yeah, he, right. Guy. That game against Brooklyn, right? The the right. COVID year where he scored forty or forty five yeah. or something. Yeah. And just the way he's operating and getting to the line, I mean, those are hidden shot attempts, right? Because he finished with twelve shot attempts tonight in twenty five minutes, but if he drew twelve free throws, he shot what, six more times? Yeah. Right? There's like those are hidden shot attempts. So it's a Jimmy Butler I, thing. Right. It is. is he I mean, learning he from Jimmy? He even t- I haven't asked him about the free throws today. He said, I've, you know, I'm learning from the best in Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been an emphasis of his. And he's up his free throw attempts every year. And he's, you know, it looks like he's in, might do that again this year. And he's in a role now where he doesn't have to facilitate as much. He's not True. at the elbow just scanning the floor, you know, getting guys in the dribble handoffs. Like, there are a ton of other guys who could do that. Kyle Lowry can do that. Tyler Hero can do that. Jimmy Butler can do that. And Bam will do that still sometimes. But... He doesn't have to be relied on to play that role as much. So I think it kind of takes that pressure off of him. And the guys have said he want, they want him to shoot more. So I think it'll be different. But again, we won't know until right. the real things, the real games start. Yeah, the way he fits in the lineup, is that's a good point. Because um, obviously when he's out there, especially when he was out there with Duncan Robinson, a core tenet of what they did on offense was that dribble handoff. Um, and 
now there's no Struess, there's no Robinson. Like that, like you said, they're still going to do stuff like that. But I mean, how many times did we see the the Bam sets does a dribble handoff, gives it to Duncan. Duncan can't quite shake his man. He gives it back to Bam, who sets a screen. Um, like that's just not going to be part of. Like he's going to no. It's on paper he's going to be around the rim a lot more, and he's going to have to be right because not that PJ, you know, PJ Tucker's what six five and not uh, center, right. but he's much. He was much more of a center who could be the guy in rebound position than Caleb Martin probably will be. So, um, he's he's going to have to be near the rim a lot more, and that'll only help his game. And obviously, you know, he he had a couple threes too, so. I would guess, what do we, didn't we look it up last week? We were like shocked that he only attempted one three. Was it one three he attempted last year? Like, he's going to probably shoot was, more than that, too. Or maybe yeah, made one three. I think he was, um, I think he made zero threes last year. He was one I mean, for three in the preseason this year. Right. And last year in the regular season, he it was, was like 0 for 1. Oh, of 6 like, or something? Yeah. Oh, of 6. Oh, of 6. Yeah. Like, and, I, and I'm guessing, I mean, well, even like blindly, I'm assuming more than half of those are like end of the shot clock. Right. Or end of the quarter type of shots where you're yeah. just keeping it up. You know, he's not going to average a 3 per game, I don't think. But he'll shoot more than six threes. This yeah. Year, I would bet. Yeah. Like, and I'm guessing he'll make a handful, at least. Probably like, yeah. Though I would say, would if I set the over under at 15 <laughs> threes made. For Bam, would you say the over or the under? Um, who? Gotta say the under, but it's also okay. the kind of the situation where like if he is feel like it just kind of feels like last year because he was it two years ago or three the bubble year he shot kind yeah. of a lot of threes that year not like a lot but he shot more than six yeah definitely and made some um remember there was the whole thing where like what was it was Jimmy would give him. Like a thousand dollars every time right. he attempted it was two or fourteen. Or something, right? it, was two or four, it was two or fourteen. So I don't know. Yeah, so but he, but yeah, all, he took more, but not much. He took I more. Know. Um, yeah. so uh, it could be this could be a situation where he all now makes thirty, right? Like where he, he yeah. way over overshoots that projection because he starts to feel it at some point in the year and and rolls with it. But I'll, I'll take the under. He took three in the heat in the red, white, and pink scrimmage, which had Twitter ablaze. I'm oh, sure right. That's what saw. I was thinking of, I think. But he also he did took, take some in game one of the preseason, he, right? He, yeah, I think he took one. It was, made it was one, one in game It one, might have been on the road. I'm not sure. But, he, yeah, he took he made one this yeah. preseason. It was one of the first few games. Um, but, yeah, like tonight in the finale, he took one. I don't really remember it, but he took one. He, he missed it. But um, he's at least, yeah, he's taking them, right? So he seems like he's taking about one a game, one, one and a half a game in the preseason. So if that continues, he's gonna run into a few. So. Yeah, and we shouldn't say go. with with the Bam scoring like he's going to score better, uh, probably a higher volume. Like if, like you said, we if if what we see is reality, like it's a good sign. But there are yeah. gonna be nights where he's gonna like take like six shots, right? It's just it's just yeah. how it's gonna work with this offense. Yeah. The way that you know they we've said it a million times that Jimmy and Bam are not your traditional stars where. Every other team in the league that's competing for a championship has a high-volume offensive player, um, whether it's an obvious guy like Luka Doncic um, or if it's Giannis, right, like who, who does it a little bit more in the flow. Like those guys, everything is running through those guys. Um, obviously, most of what the Heat do is going to run through Jimmy Butler and Bam, but the way those guys are both wired is they're – 
for non-point guards, probably the non-point guards and like non-LeBron, I guess, they're the most pass-first, like facilitation-oriented stars in the league, I kind of feel like, in the non-point yeah. guard, non-LeBron yeah, division. for sure, for sure. And, and you're right. I think there are going to be games where Bam takes five shots and and that's okay. Like in this team, as we've seen in the past, like Jimmy's going to have a night where he takes 15 shots and 10 free throws. And then there's other nights where Jimmy takes yeah. four shots. Right? Yeah. The and difference I think is that the nights so when many... Bam only takes five shots are, they're going to be the nights when Duncan Robinson has 33 points right. instead of the nights right. where it feels like nothing is happening. And Bam also right. only takes five right. shots, right? That's what right. he needs to get away from. Yeah. He took third. He averaged 13, a big jump, actually 10.8 shots per game in, in 21, 20, Sorry, looking at preseason stats. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That was a big jump. I didn't Um, know you could look that. He took he took 13 shots a game last year, so Uh I I think he's gonna get up. He says he he said he wants to wants to get to 18 shots a game. I don't know if we're gonna get that high. He's gonna get fouled too much. Yeah, I would say like 15, right? 15. 15, I think should be like the target number. And he took 6.1 free throws a game last year. Like seven or eight. Let's say eight. He averages 15 shots a game and eight free throws a game. That's pretty good from him. That's a kind of a pretty significant uptick in a, in a service from him. So um, how does that change the Heat's offense? Where do those shots come from? Like at the expense of who? Mm-hmm. That's another question. But I think assertive BAM is is essential to kind of this team taking another step because, like we've said, this they have a lot of the same guys. They need some new uh, ideas and some leaps from the young players like BAM and Tyler. And so and in the play, in the preseason they look like better players. So that's good news for the Heat. Um, all right. Did we miss anything? We talked a little bit about Duncan. Um, I think that's a positive we, sign. Yeah. Right? I, I want to go over a couple of the negatives really briefly. There are many. Okay. Not really negatives, but just things that were maybe didn't meet expectations because of injury or whatever. One, I would say Haywood Highsmith, just kind of quiet. Yeah, we, 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 thought, we thought he was going to maybe be the next uh, Struce. But yeah, like I thought he'd be like a like that's happening rotation guy maybe because of the lack of depth of power, depth of power forward he played good in the summer league he was not in the top 11 tonight in the dress rehearsal he played he entered the game with like five minutes left in the fourth quarter and that was it so and he kind of was you know he didn't really have any you know standout performance in the preseason it was just kind of you know whatever like he didn't really notice so much so he'll get his shots like we said again because of injuries and and the season yeah. long. and maybe right. maybe He'll be really good when he gets his crack. But, yeah, right now, yeah. Uh, let's pump the brakes, I guess, on him being the next yeah. uh, out of nowhere guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Omar Yurt 7 just because of injury. He played the preseason yeah. before, and then he's missed the last four preseason games because of ankle soreness. And he was another guy who we thought probably would be in the rotation. Whether we spent a lot of time center. talking about him last week. Yeah, and that was the only game he's played in. And yep. It doesn't seem like, even if he's back, you know, it doesn't seem like a serious injury, but even if he's back for the opener, it seems like other guys are ahead of him at this point. Yeah. Eventually, well, we always thought it was gonna be him versus Deadman and yeah. maybe a little situational and yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it might and it might change throughout the years. But I would just say I was expecting, I was hoping to see more of your seven just because of injury. We didn't get a chance, so that was kind of another preseason disappointment just because of injury. And then the other two really quick are two way the two two way contract guys, at least the two former mm-hmm. two way guys, Marcus Garrett. Didn't shoot the ball one well preseason, ends up having a fractured right wrist, second serious wrist injury. Um, the last eight, uh, last ten months, so he had wrist surgery in January on that same one, and now he fractured it. Um, so he waived him from his two-way deal on Wednesday night, and then 
few days ago, they waived Darius Days, who oh, undrafted forward out of LSU. Really didn't play much in the preseason. Jamal Cain looked incredibly good, kind of forced the Heat's hand, and they waived uh, Darius Days and replaced him with Jamal Cain. So just the two two-way contract guys the Heat thought they had, two <laughs> different guys right now, yeah. Drew Smith and Jamal Cain. Uh, can Jamal Cain be the next heat out of nowhere guy? I mean, you've, touched on, you've, you've alluded to him a couple of times. What did you yeah, like? Yeah, he might be. He looks good. He's, he's He kind of fits the mold of what the heat like. Uh, that undrafted, like, forward, power forward spot. Right? He can he could shoot, which we didn't see much of in college, but he mm-hmm. made his threes in the preseason, and he think he has upside there, that part of his game. Very versatile defender. Needs to add some weight onto his frame. He's thin, but he, you've seen the defensive skills guarding Kevin Durant. In Brooklyn pretty well um very good off ball cutter score a lot of points in the preseason just off of cuts and alley-oops and he's very athletic um really doesn't need to dribble the ball to to, to make a play kind of PJ Tucker like but just more athletic in that way um so yeah I don't think he's gonna play you know that much this season um but definitely uh stood out a lot more than I expected you did you watch him at all in college like uh, I think he finished. He finished his career at Marquette. Oakland, right? Like no, no, Oakland. Yeah, he was at Marquette for four years, and then went to Oakland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so yeah, he, he, by the way, that that itself touches on two like key heat, like yeah things. Marquette, obviously, Dwayne Wade and Jimmy yeah. Butler, and Oakland. Kind of, I don't want to say the original out of nowhere heat guy, but um, in the Kendrick yeah. Nunn, kind of the original yeah. out of nowhere heat guy in this Jimmy Butler yeah. era. Uh, was came out of Oakland after uh, transferring from a bigger program. So yeah, he, he fits fits a lot of the uh, characteristics that, that he looked for. Sioux Falls is gonna be very good this year, I think. Yeah, you're gonna especially, be spending some time out there. Especially if Jovich is playing over there, they're gonna be pretty good. Yeah, that will be. Uh, I'm not gonna watch them. You're just gonna get, <laughs> not gonna watch any G League unless they do like the night. We should I don't, do a I don't really Sioux Falls Sky Force segment every week. Do I don't think? really understand how the G League Ignite works. Will they play the, the Sky Force? Maybe I'll watch that game. I think so. I think I'm think they play every G League team. Dude, we, by the way, we didn't. I can't. We record last week before Victor, Victor, Mania. and Scoot. Yeah, I think we did. But that, that was, was awesome. That was insane. I didn't get a chance to watch it much because I was. I think I, I think was, the Heat played that night. We were maybe? playing like both nights or at least one of the nights. I didn't get to watch it, but um. Yeah, that was that was something. He's uh, he's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, he's I like Scoot good. too. Um, and Scoot. and two of the Super other top athletic. prospects in the draft are, are the Thompson twins, who are uh, out of um, overtime elite, but are originally Pinecrest kids. They, they went really? the state title Pinecrest uh, three or four years ago. I didn't know that. that's pretty before, cool. I didn't know before that. skipping their senior year of high school to go to. Play for the overtime program in Atlanta, so it's a, it's a fun draft class. Not a lot of college guys, which as a college basketball guy, um, makes me a little sad. But at least there's a couple of Americans up there. This is like a, a USA basketball guy. It was kind of looking dicey there. Obviously, Victor's not, but um, yeah, Scoot and the Thompson twins. Like I call him Victor. I call him Victor W. That's my I think. I think he likes Wemby. I think he changed his Wemby. Okay, I can do Wemby. I can do that. I can I can do that one. LeBron um, calls him an alien, the alien, right? That's that's the other one. Yeah. That people have been going with. And teams are gonna tank hard this year. It's kind of crazy that we like I was all in on Chet, and then like this guy is just like Chet, but like the next evolution of Chet. <laughs> like, like how do we already like, get the next evolution of Chet? Like Chet is even. One of the th- the like Thunder might even get both of them. Both like, of them. Like, like 
When Manyama is gonna like we got the evolution of Chet, and he's gonna play in the NBA. Maybe depending on like when both before guys <laughs> yeah. like debut next year, like maybe he'll play before Chet somehow. Like the novelty on Chet wore out so quickly. I'm really interested to see kind of how this because the top end of the draft class is so good and has the potential to be like so special. How many teams tank? I think there's gonna be like yeah, teams we already expect know at certain at least points. A couple, or, but yeah, like again, some of these teams, like we have some of these all stars we have talked about maybe uh, becoming available at some point. Yeah, for sure. And who like, knows that could impact Portland. The heat. What if Portland yeah. all of a sudden is like Dame? Love you, but we like Victor Wembanyama a little bit more. Or Washington, right. what if they are say, Brad, thanks for signing that extension, but Victor Wembanyama is yeah. French and gonna be a good market marketing tool for us. Um, yeah, there, there's gonna be some teams, and at SGA, like I, I have to think, like eventually, yeah, is, is OKC really just gonna mm. keep hanging on to him? Yeah, and we now know what's going on in Utah, by the way. We, we now know very clearly what's going on in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> they will be in the tankathon. Yes, like. for sure. Um, I guess this is our last episode before the season kicks off. Do you have any just big NBA thoughts that I'm going to spring a title? Um, I haven't thought about my title pick or anything yeah, like that. I, I haven't really either, to be honest. Maybe do you, it's, still, it's still early enough in the season. What season do you think of the Philly hype? Um, I think they're going to be – I think they're like in the – Heat tier. I, I think they're say. gonna be awesome I, in the regular season, but I still have questions about James Harden. Yeah, in the playoffs. yeah, right. I mean, there are a lot of questions surrounding not only James Harden but Joel Embiid. Right, his health yeah. is always a, he was relatively healthy last year, but in the playoffs he obviously got dinged up and he's dealt with injuries pretty much every year of his career. So there's always gonna be those questions. But Tyrese Maxey looks like he took yeah. another step. Oh, I'm a big fan. Addition of the addition of PJ Tucker. If James Harden can get back to even close to what he was a few years ago, yeah, they'll be they'll be up there with the other top teams in the East. So I, I think the hype is legit. Are they like a favorite in the East? I would say no, but they're a contender. I'm much more into the Clippers as the team that could go oh, yeah. from from never I, I getting to, out of the second round to yes. winning the title. I think they're I th- like I think the Sixers have kind of somehow captured that corner where I think people are like, are they yeah. actually the best team in the league, even though they've never made it past the second round of the playoffs? I think the Clippers. I, I, I more believe in them to to do that. Yeah, they they have a loaded roster, and if Kawhi and uh, Paul George are healthy the entire year, yeah, they're. I think people are sleeping on them just because. It's just my so John, it might be my John Wall bias though. And John Wall, I mean, if you John, I'm excited to watch John Wall play. Okay. Yeah, like, we haven't seen him in so long. Um, so yeah, I like I like the Clippers. So I'm high on the Clippers. Um, I think they are not getting enough attention. Yeah, a lot of parity again. There was last year too, but yeah. it's a it's a good spot for the league to be in, obviously. Yeah. My um, my Heat prediction, I think last year when they finished fifteen thirty two. Um, let's see. It is now one a.m. By the way, they finished fifty three fifty three with fifty three wins. So I'm gonna say, um, forty nine wins. And 49 and 32. I think they finish with. I think they finish home court in the East. Yeah, I think. I, I agree track. with that. I'm not, I'm not going to stick a number on it, but I agree they finish home court in the East. I think they are. I again, I think Philly just, but with Harden and Embiid, they're going to be awesome in the regular season. Yeah. I, I think. Um, I, I kind of feel like they're going to get the one in the East. 
Um, really? Wow. But, well, who else? I mean, unless you think, like, like maybe Milwaukee. Just, Milwaukee, Boston. Yeah. I think Boston, it's going to just be, I think the, it, it can't be, the start of the year is not going to be, I can't imagine. A lot, a lot of different, a lot of things going yeah. on. Yeah. Um, and Robert Williams is going to miss some time. Right. Like, but I think, I think it's still the same top four, basically. Yeah. Um, so you don't, think, you don't buy, you don't buy Brooklyn. No, I mean like I should, but yeah. I'm not, I, I don't disagree with. I need you. to see it. I need to see it. Yeah, that's why. I'm not. Yeah, we, I'm, not to... I'm not betting on them. Yeah, I think that's Toronto. Cool. Toronto is interesting too. Toronto, Atlanta, Cleveland, obviously. We talked about the East is deep. The East yeah. is deep. So um, it's going to be competitive. It's, the standings are probably going to be really tight for most of the year, from like one to six, right? Like yeah. it probably won't be much of a gap. But I, I just think the Heat are. Deep enough, they're kind of I don't want to say built for the regular season because that's kind of disrespectful, but like they're a good regular season. Yeah, they had the best record in the East in the regular yeah. season. As um, long as they stay healthy, like Jimmy Butler is not going to let yeah. this team like screw around. Right, and they have enough depth to overcome an injury or two. With, yeah, they can win in those, in those situations. We saw it last year. So I I, I think they 49, 49 wins, couple wins, a little step back from last year, but still top four in the East and. We'll see what happens. That's all you can ask for. In the playoffs, you know, it's a new season. So, yeah, um, it'll be a good year. All right. Um, we'll finish up there. Uh, thanks, as always, for listening. You can uh, follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. You can follow me on Twitter at DBWilson2. Uh, lots of heat coverage these days. Lots of everything coverage. Um, so just check out MiamiHerald.com for all of our sports coverage. Uh, in South Florida and uh, we will talk to you guys next week.